0: Difficulties are
1: good. I, I hear you so much better now. Cool.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: How do I pronounce your last name?
0: Celaya, S-A-L-A-Y-A. So it's a Mexican, I think it's a Mexican last name, but it's Celaya.
1: I was going to ask you, and I, I, I never heard of that in the Mexican culture.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I, I think it is, but I have a theory that it might be like Asian or something because half of my family looks super Asian. They look Filipino. Yeah. So. So, I I just wonder. I'm like, maybe, maybe like it's like some Asian in there or something, but
1: yeah, maybe like we'll see.
0: I've never heard it either in the Mexican culture. So,
1: you definitely look like you have some Latina in you for sure, but it's like you got something going on there, right?
0: Yeah, people. I've, I surprisingly, every time I go get my nails done at at the Asian salons, all the Filipino ladies and the Asian ladies. They uh, always ask if I'm Filipino and it's so, it's so crazy to me because I don't see it at all, like at all. But I I have had a a few people who ask if I'm like Filipino and I'm like, no, like, I don't know. Not, not that I know of, but yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate you for joining Martha. I am from the Houston area and uh, the Houston community is like exploding when it comes to fitness, uh, the health Mm -hmm. and wellness community and I mostly spend a lot of time talking about like environmental pollution, like chemical toxins and like how to, uh, keep, uh, environmental toxins out of your body. I talked to a lot of researchers and stuff, but this, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Houston community, there's some awesome people. So I've reached out to a couple of them and you're one of the first people that I just looked up like Houston fitness influencers and you were one of the first people. Um, oh, wow. and ironically enough, uh, I was telling you right when we joined the call, uh, Juan, uh, a good friend of mine, Juan Nava, him and his wife, uh, own BC and supplements. Have you heard of that?
0: Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So they're, they're locally from Houston too. And he said he, he knew of you or maybe, uh, knew some friends of you or y'all like ran in similar Mm -hmm. packs or whatever. So yeah, small world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially Houston. Yeah. I feel like Houston is becoming the new Mecca of fitness. I think it used to be LA before. Um, and then e- everyone's just flocking over to Houston and the fitness scene is so huge here. So I feel
1: like everyone kind of knows each other. Yeah. Why is that? Is it because Alpha Land Did Alpha Land start that trend?
0: Yeah, I, I think it has to do with Alpha Land. Um, it, like it being based here in Houston, of course. And I think another thing that has to do with it is like, um, real estate. It's so like compared to LA, it's so cheap just to live in Texas, mm. um, so I think that's that's also a plus for a lot of people that – like a lot of fitness people that I know want to move to where the community is growing and it's bigger. Everyone is in Houston now basically in Texas. And so you, I think you add the fact that it's cheaper to live in Houston or in Texas in general, and I think that kind of attracts everyone even more.
1: Um, so, yeah. Uh, the, the demographics are interesting. I'm originally from Drippin Springs, which is like right outside of Austin. And okay. uh, it's the demographics – are drastically different. Like in Austin dripping, you got like the corporate like tech environment that's mm-hmm. you know, the corporate computer people. And then Houston, it's just like jacked girls, like fitness dudes. Like mm. it's like totally different. And it's, it's interesting how it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The, the scenes are completely different for sure. So it's like two different. And I, Houston is so diverse. Um, there's all types of people like everywhere you go. So I think that's also is a plus.
1: Are you originally from the Houston area?
0: No. So I, I'm actually from the valley. It's five hours down south huh. uh, of Houston. So it's like the tip of like Texas, the like border basically. So that's where I, I grew up. It's um, heavy Hispanic culture. I mean, it's right by the border. So nothing but Hispanics, Mexicans. Um, so that's where I grew up. I moved out of the valley in about 2020. And then, um, yeah, but but I grew up there, and, and I have a special place in my heart for back home. Do you- but it's, I mean, it's a very small town, um, but the people are very nice. And the food is, the Mexican food is the best there because, you know, <laughs> the roots. But, yeah, I, I miss home sometimes.
1: Do you speak Spanish?
0: Yeah, I'm actually, well, Spanish was my first language. And then I... I learned English um, at school. My mom put me in like in, in English uh, classes, so I was I was born in Mexico. Mm. Um, I was brought over to the states when I was three or four, and then my mom enrolled me in school and made sure I knew like the proper English. But Spanish has always been my first language.
1: Interesting. Uh, you don't have any type of mm-hmm. like uh, slang, or I, I can't pick it up. Like it sounds like your first language was English.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's a funny story. So back in elementary, um, my accent was like a lot like thicker mm. and I I had a teacher in elementary and then I, I ran into her years later when I was like a junior in high school. And the first thing she said, oh my God, your accent is completely gone. Like you can't even tell. And I remember I was so happy because in school, obviously kids, kids make fun of you if you don't, if you say things a little bit different. So When she said that to me, I was I was very happy. I was like, I sound American, but um, but no, I I I like made made, I made it a thing to make sure I I didn't have an accent, um, like for the longest time when I was younger because of like kids were mean. But then now, now that I'm older, I'm like I wish I kind of wish I didn't like lose my accent, but yeah, it is what it is now.
1: (laughs) No, I feel you. I wish I was fluent in Spanish. My parents and my parents are, my my dad's probably more fluent than my mom is, uh, but I don't, I understand it really well. I can understand 99.9%, but I can't speak it like worth a lick. So, but I want to teach my kids that. I have, I have children and I want to somehow teach them. um, I probably, I probably have to hire somebody to come in the house and like spend time with them to teach them.
0: How many kids do you have?
1: So I have, so I have four kids. Funny story. So... I was, uh, my, I was married once when I was really young and that didn't work out. So we, but, but we have a daughter. Um, and then my wife also has a daughter and then we were trying for one more and then we had twins. So we have a boy and a girl twin. So we have my, my two oldest daughters are 14 and 12 and then the twins, they just turned four. So four kids. Oh,
0: okay. Congratulations. How is it raising? Hands are busy. uh, Teenagers.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you know, that's interesting. It's tough. So I was raised with boys. I have an older brother and a younger brother. So I never really was around girls at all. And teenage girls are tough, especially with social media now it adds a whole other element that I think our parents growing up didn't have to deal with. Um, So navigating navigating those waters and social media just adds an element that I don't think we're all prepared for as parents. So it's 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 interesting, but it's fun though. Like they are little moms, they help out with the the the, the kids so much. So I think we're blessed in in that regard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I think uh, the the oldest uh kid in the family almost kind of get that like motherly instinct cuz you have to look out like your little ones or your siblings. Absolutely.
1: So. Now, yeah. Now that you're in fitness, or have you been in fitness your entire life? Like, was it kind of a a journey, or did you stumble into health and fitness later on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I I've been lifting since I was about fifteen, sixteen. Mm. So in so I started so I I mainly power lift. I, that's kind of what I'm known for on social media. I'm a power lifter. I compete. Um, I've gone to nationals and I've won multiple, uh, things, but I started powerlifting when I was about 15, 16, uh, through my high school. So, um, in Texas, powerlifting is pretty big, especially in South Texas. Um, women's powerlifting is actually very big. So, um, my, my high school had the powerlifting program. And at the time I was like a casual gym goer. I would go to the gym with my mom Mm -hmm. because at the time, my mom was starting her fitness journey because she wanted to lose weight. My mom, I think, was weighing about like 200 pounds after birthing six kids. She kind of said, enough is enough. I really want to, you know, be good, feel good, look good. And so she started going to the gym. And so she didn't want to go by herself. So she took me along with her. I think I was like 12 when I first started going to the gym with my mom because she she wanted somebody to tag along with her because she was of course, shy. It's like the the typical like first like the feeling of going to the gym. So I was going with her and we were both brand new, we were both in their loss, but we would do like the cardio, the aerobics class, the Zumba classes, just a very basic like cardio stuff. And I would tag along for pretty much everything. And then that's how I got familiar with the gym. Um as I got more comfortable and started getting older, I started doing a little bit of weights here and there. Nothing crazy. I was just doing air squats, just you know, do, doing what, whatever I saw other people do. And then when I heard my, my high school had the powerlifting program, I was like, well, I already go to the gym. This is like a great, um, a great way to kind of get to, to lift more and get more familiar with just lifting in general. Because um, at the time I only did cardio and I really wanted to learn other things. And I joined my powerlifting program in when I was 15, uh, 2015, I was like 15. And yeah, from there, it just it just I fell in love with it, and it took off for me, and I just continued doing it uh, up until today. And so that's how I got into fitness. Um, when I was about sixteen, I made my Instagram account. I was posting my little lifting videos, and then that's kind of how I I got a little bit of attraction. Um, and then now we're here.
1: That's pretty cool. So it's kind of always been centered around uh, lifting weights. So you know, you weren't like the dainty girl, like cheerleader, or volleyball or anything like that. No.
0: (laughs) No? No. So I I like wasn't really interested in that. Um I just wanted to really like be strong. And so and so when I first joined um like my first year uh doing powerlifting, I mean I was really weak. I I just didn't know anything and I just I remember my first meet I had no clue what was going on. And I remember going to a state meet to help out the girls who had made the state that year. Um, I, I had not. And my coach just kind of said, I'm going to still bring you along so you can kind of see like what is possible if you just train really hard. So he took me along and I remember just being so like amazed by all these small girls. Like I'm talking, these girls are 114 pounds, like they're lifting 370, 375. And I just sit there and I was like, whoa, like that is so cool. I like, got it like they're, they're so badass. Like I want to I want to do that. So ever since then, I was just like, I'm going to train really, really, really hard so that, like, so I could be strong. And these girls um, still looked very feminine, like you know, wear were makeup to on the platform, just very feminine. I mean, these girls weren't like masculine or bulky or anything, but they were hella strong. And so I, that's what what really intrigued me. And so from then, I was like, let me let me train really, really hard. Um, so I could be really, really strong too, and so that's kind of how it took off for me. I was, and for the next four years, I was just dedicated to like school and then lifting. Um, that's all I did. I I didn't go out. I wasn't interested in doing anything else. But being in the gym, and that's it. And so I ended up winning back to back state titles and all these crazy things, and you know, in high school. But I remember just being super dedicated um, and definitely the yeah the girls before me had an influence on me with um how feminine and strong they were
1: That's pretty cool. So you didn't have mm. to like how what was the family support like because usually like in the Hispanic culture like fitness is not like a popular thing in the Hispanic culture like it's like kind of gets left on the back burner and if you're in fitness your family kind of makes fun of you for it but it sounds like you didn't have to like deal with that at all
0: yeah, so that that that's a really good question. That and yeah, you're right. It happens absolutely in, in the Hispanic Latino household. It's like being on a diet is unheard of in the Hispanic Latino <laughs> yeah. household. Like there's no way you can you can do that. But I think because my mom um had just been overweight and she had six kids and so she just was not happy and um she lived a like an unhealthy lifestyle for years. Mm. Um and she just I think she saw it firsthand how unhealthy it was she I think she just got to her breaking point I want to say where she just looked at herself and she said that she like she wanted better for herself and so after that my mom became a like a health freak um so because of her um I have really good eating habits now um from from the moment my mom started doing her health and fitness when I think I was about 10 or 11 um she she jumped on a diet so if mom's on a diet guess what everyone's right. on a diet. <laughs> in the house if mom's eating clean everyone's eating clean so because of that um we had some really good um eating habits you know now i mean prior to that when i was younger i I remember being seven to eight or nine and we were the family that if my mom wanted was craving some birria tacos at 1 a.m we'd all go and yeah i remember being seven or eight we would just be eating like tacos at like 1 a.m water like these crazy things because of course we were living an unhealthy lifestyle yeah. um but then after that it completely changed like after that like we just never ate out um we never did fast food even now i don't eat fast food because i'm not used to it mm. um and of course my mom we wouldn't ask you know our, our mom's like mom you know i want mcdonald's she'd be like i you know there's food (laughs) at the house so even you know and then when you add the element that my mom was like living a healthy lifestyle um we could never ask for things like that um so she cooked a lot at home she cooked like the health like rice um just like the mole with the chicken you know with her mexican twist but overall we we had some really uh, good eating habits so i think um with my mom being so focused on her health and fitness journey um that kind of was easier for me Now, as far as like lifting heavy and being so dedicated to the gym, um, that was a little bit different because my mom was doing just a bunch of cardio. So Mm. she didn't, she wasn't familiar with the heavy lifting. So I, I remember she would go to my meets and she would just be like, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, I'm scared for you. It was the typical, you know, like you're, it's not safe. Um, And so I think that was a little bit hard for her to kind of, like, be supportive on that end. Um, But because I started lifting heavy weights, she was like, you know what? I want to do it, too. Like, show me how to squat heavy. Show me how to, you know, X, Y, and Z. So then we were going to the gym now, but with more experience. I was a powerlifter at that point. I had a lot of knowledge. And so then I started training her for powerlifting. And my mom is actually a very strong person now. I mean, now she now all she does is heavy lift and wow. this lady she is what 44 and she can squat 315 and she's in the gym by herself so now um i taught her everything i knew like when i was still back home and so now um she all she does is heavy lift so i think now she kind of understands and then my dad my dad's just like the sweetest man ever so he's just supportive of everything he's just like just don't hurt yourself and you know we're good yeah. um but yeah but yeah i but i but i i know that it is really hard in hispanic cultures and latino culture to be on a diet or you know um go to the gym consistently because no one else kind of values that you know you know in, in the
1: in the house yeah no that's that's really cool that your mom did that what was her like obviously she wanted to get in shape but uh, did she learn that from like social media like how did she know to get started because yeah
0: that's a really good question. I think I'll have to ask her that. But no, I mean, she didn't have social media yeah. at all at that point. Um, so I think I, I I truly just think she was truly unhappy with herself. Um, my mom is not a like, quote unquote, like a bigger person. Um, she's always been very, very petite. But after six kids, I mean, she was she was weighing like 200 pounds. And my mom's original weight is like around 130. So I, I my mom's a very short lady. She's like 4'11". So you, I mean, any weight on a shorter person, it lo- looks like a lot. So I think she was just uh, very unhappy um, with how she looked, and I think I think that motivated her enough to just be like, you know, no more. Um, and yeah, I mean, she she started going to like the aerobic classes when she first started. She was really shy, but now she's she's everywhere now. She's in your face. <laughs> now, now she has social media, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she didn't have social media before.
1: What's the deal with Mexican moms being short? What's up with that?
0: I'm sorry.
1: I said, "What's the deal with Mexican moms being short?"
0: I don't know. It has to be genetic. I mean, both my parents are short, so I'm just by nature, by default, I'm short too. But
1: yeah, it has to be genetic because my mom is a tiny lady. Yeah, my mom's like four ten. My my dad's side of the family, they're all like five ten. Some of them six foot. And I didn't Uh get that. I didn't get that. I'm like a solid Uh 5'7 on a really good day. Like if it's a hot day and I've been stretching, I'm a solid (laughs) 5'7. But I got that like Mexican curse where I just like a short dude.
0: And it's, it's funny because it's almost like Mexican moms get shorter as time goes by. <laughs> like, they yes. they literally get shorter. And I'm like, well, you were not 4'10", like, a few years ago. <laughs> Why are you so short?
1: Yeah. Everyone hey, – yeah. Like, like I feel like now being taller is, like, a th- a, a, a really a thing. Like, five – now, I'd say, like, ten years ago. Like, it wasn't really a thing. Like, no one was talking about it. But even my kids are making fun of me. Like, my daughters, they're like, you're just a short dude, Dad. I'm like mm-hmm. – I can still beat your ass. though. Like, <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> like, so, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think social media has definitely influenced like the height thing mm. for sure.
1: Are you one of the girls that the guys have to be above six foot?
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I'm not, I think, um, so I, so I'm a very like short, I'm, I'm five flat and I weigh about 120. So my frame is pretty small. So my my rule of thumb is as long as they're a little bit taller than me and mm. I don't over, like I don't tower up, like <laughs> top over them, I'm fine. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that picky, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty short. So I, I that's easy for me. I, I think I would struggle if I was like a tall girl yeah then yeah i think they I, it would be like okay you have to be tall but i'm short so i, I for me everyone's taller than me so
1: my wife can't wear heels because my wife is like five 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 six and if she wears uh-huh. heels then she's taller than me it's a thing
0: oh wow how does that okay so how does that make you feel
1: i don't care about it i don't really like it's not i've, uh-huh. al- I've always been short so it's like i don't really notice it and told someone else like my mm-hmm. taller my uh, my taller white friends they're like dude you're short i'm like mm-hmm. what do you want me to do about it i can't i can't fix being <laughs> short you know like i can do other stuff but you know i can't fix being short so <laughs> but it's funny it's a yeah. mexican I, think, I feel you i um, feel you so,
0: yeah yeah it's it had some mexican genetic
1: so what do you are you I, you're obviously into fitness now but do you do you train people like what do you do for a living
0: so no, I actually don't train people. So, um, I actually work for like a corporate company. Mm. Um, so I have a very like nine to five, like type of job. Yeah. Um, but I don't currently train people right now. Um, and the reason why is because I feel like with my full-time job, um, it would leave me like a very short window to actually coach people and get back to people. Um, in the appropriate time in a timely manner. Um, and I never want to um, coach and then not provide like the great service. But um, I'm actually working on an app where you would be able to sign up and kind of see behind the scenes and get coaching by me through the app. So I'm working on that because I think uh, it's longer ado. Um I, I've always wanted to train people, but I think always with my job and like my, my full-time job, it's always been really, really hard. Um, and I've never, I've always just worked like a job. I've never really made money off like social media. Like I have a full-time job. I, I go to work. Um, and then social media is like my, my side thing that I do. And like, um, it's always been, I mean, I've been doing it since I was 15, 16. So, um, you know, when people ask like, you know, why, why don't you train? Like, why haven't you made it maybe like, uh, money off of it? Um, I'm like, that's a good question. Um, I've always just been really like focused on my actual full-time job, but I think now, um, I really want to start making that switch and, um, just have some passive income just off what I like to do. And I, and I think, um, it's time.
1: Yeah, I know the possibilities are endless. I mean, you have a good following, uh, you got the right look for it. So I think people, uh, especially the more and more women, uh, I feel like they, it's becoming a thing where they want to get in shape and they only trust women to, uh, for them to get the coaching and, you know, tell them how to eat. So are, are you going to do like fitness, like meal plans and all that, like the whole thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the app uh, we're going to include different types of workouts um, for different types of goals, whether it's weight loss, strength training, um, just whatever it is that w- women want to achieve. Um, and then I kind of also want to make it uh, more focused on heavy lifting. Of course, that's what I'm known for. Um, but Of course, if you have other goals, um, we we will tailor to those goals Um, and then also provide uh, a meal plan uh, to that to to help people stay on track with the meal plan and meal plan ideas, prep ideas um, that that usually I will eat. So that's already um, will be included in that and and the whole thing.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're Mm -hmm. like a you're like a double edged sword because the women can, will trust you, but also you can help a lot of guys like lifting. So you with your powerlifting background. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so that's one thing that I, when we were, uh, when I was talking to the people who were going to help me create the app, um, I, they kind of asked them like, well, what's your demographic or, you know, and I was like, well, majority girls, but, um, I think the guys can, can follow the program as well. I mean, I lived pretty heavy and um, sometimes I be lifting more than these guys. So <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, um, you know, guys who, who, who are new to powerlifting and just want to get stronger. And, you know, cause, cause there are guys who, um, don't lift heavy and they're new to the gym, you know? And I think that, uh, we forget about them sometimes. So I'm like, they, they, they can follow the program as well. If you want to get stronger, like getting strong, is not just for, for the guys, it's for the girls too. But if I'm going to put something out, the guys can follow it as well.
1: Yeah. I found that getting tips from women are, it's better because I think women have better form overall, just better technique and they can coach a little better. I I don't know. Like most, not most, but there's a lot of like fitness guys that are just kind of like gym bros and they really don't like break down the technique on how to do stuff. But women, I find, um, are you familiar with Francesco fit? yes yeah so i follow her we t- we had her on the podcast one time and she's really good like she provides all these like different techniques to build like your your like different muscles like functionally not just like you know strength wise mm-hmm. and that's really good like and you don't really find that from like gym bros you know what i mean
0: yeah 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 because you know a lot of guys i feel if they're not familiar with powerlifting. um like you said they're kind of just gym bros um they go in there and do whatever they can um and i do believe that girls do have tend to have a little bit of better form but because i think i think girls are just more flexible in general they they're able to get lower on a squat without it hurting them yeah um they're just able to perform these these like movements a little bit easier than than men tend to do um but yeah i mean if if any guys do ever want to try out a program i think i think they can i mean it's it's
1: um, they can learn a, a thing or two. No, absolutely. So, when's the like the launch date? Do you think you'll be have the app ready?
0: Yeah, so hopefully in the next month or so, um, you know, we're gonna finalize some things and then start advertising at like a few things, but I hopefully within the next month. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. That's exciting. That's yeah. that's big. So, your hope is to is your hope to fully transition into. This versus doing like both the the full-time job and fitness, or like what's? The goal yeah, I,
0: yeah. so I think for now, my my goal is just to have two streams of income. I mean, my first income with my job is is pretty good. I mean, i my income is that is the reason why I don't want to leave, but um, but I think if I don't know the the my my fitness the gig take takes off and I start making more than what my actual job pays me then i think that i'll do the full switch but i think for now i I really want to be able to balance both um and then just have those two forms of income that would be nice
1: that's awesome you don't have to say where you work but what do you do for a for a living
0: so i i'm a certified training manager so my my work basically is i manage a bunch of people i manage um, managers um and i oversee operations and stuff like that
1: that's pretty cool that's mm-hmm, very nice. Yeah. That's the so I'm I'm an engineer. I work at a chemical company here on the Gulf Coast, and uh, you know my wife and I we have like a side business and we're doing some other stuff. But yeah, the goal is to uh, transition away from the matrix of life, like this nine to five deal. Like yeah, we, we it a, gets hard. Yeah, I mean we got it good. Like we both work from home. Like the company's great, but it's like there's like another life. You know what I mean? Like there's the life that you think that you've been told your entire life that you have to do like the nine to five job, go to school, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like this other yeah. life, like this other thing that you can actually do and work for yourself. And that's kind of like what I want to mm-hmm. tap into. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think with social media now, people are starting to realize that, that I think before social media, I think that I concept and idea was far fetched for most people, but I think with social media now and, and, you can really make money off anything now if you, if you have like a niche and like and, and you're good, um, and you can provide value, you can you can make money doing pretty much anything. Um, but but I will say because of that, on the other side of the of like of the of the coin, um, social media has made it seem as like the entrepreneur is like the only way to go. Um, I've met people who work nine to fives and who have this, like the quote unquote, the American dream, like right nine to five, they have great paying jobs, um, you know, on the weekends, they, they're with their family, friends, whatever. And those people are very happy with their nine to five. They they love their job. They love their work. And um, I think social media has gotten to a point where, oh, you, it's, uh, it's almost like, oh, you work in nine to five. Like you're not self-employed like ah, type of thing. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And so, and I, I think that because of that, um, maybe it puts pressure on on these people who maybe do love their nine to five, and they are very happy, where, you know, where they're at in life. And I think um, it just depends on on everyone, you know. Um, but I've met people who are who are very happy with with what they do, and of course, people like us want to experience different things in life. Um, but some people don't. Some people are very happy, you know, with that, and I think. Social media has almost made it like a, like almost like they shame you for like having Mm. a nine to five, like, oh, you're not an entrepreneur. You don't, you don't make your own schedule. Like, couldn't be me, you know, like type of thing. But the, the reality is that not everyone's built to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone's built to be their own boss and to manage and to do all these crazy things. You know, some people really do love their nine to five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some people like just having the flexibility of like not actually being responsible for the entire thing. Like, it's nice. Like, like, Oh, well, like yeah. if, that, if that happens, it happens. It's not mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. R- that's an,
0: that's a, another big thing. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um, how do you manage social media, especially being a female? Like it's gotta be tough. You probably like, get hit on thousands of times online and mm-hmm. like, it's it's weird right it's like a weird thing that you have to navigate like how do you manage that do you like take breaks from it every now and then or
0: um so here's a funny story so um um as far as my social media so so me like me as who I am as a person I'm I'm a little bit more reserved and more private than what most people would assume um if you go look at my page you you see me lifting and you see these lives and me competing in these pictures but it's very superficial uh you don't really get to you don't really know much besides just that I lift heavy I'm a girl and you know maybe maybe people not now know that I live in Houston um but that's I think that's the most you can get from my page. So I'm a very reserved person. I don't like to put myself out there as much or um, to put my personal life out there as much just because I've just always grown up like that. I'm just very private. But, um, and at times I've actually thought about just deleting all social media because I just don't care to show anything to the world. Like I Mm -hmm. I live in the moment. I'm not glued um, to my phone if I'm out with my family, friends or just living life. Um, I, I'm just very present. And so sometimes, um, I have to struggle with, oh, let me record this set. Let me actually bring my camera because I like, sometimes I, in my core, I'm like, I don't care to show this to the world, mm-hmm. not because I, I, I don't care about like people who follow me, but because like, I, I just want to go into the gym and like, just work out, just lift. I don't want to be worried about, did I get the right angle? <laughs> you know, is my camera about to die? Um, let me set my tripod, like my, my tripod up, um, you know, and all these things, let me record this set. I just love to go into the gym and just lift, just no distractions, no interruptions, just get it done. Um, and that's how I just like to go about my life. Um, you know, I, when I do go out with friends or if I'm out, you know, traveling and stuff like that, I. Have to make it a point for me to like record, pull out my phone, like do these things rather than it being the opposite. Um, you know, some people by nature just want to record everything and post everything and and you'll see you see everything in their lives. Um I'm not so much like that. I have to actually I have to like make it a point to be like, okay, let me record this or let me, you know, show people where I'm at or let me do X, Y, and Z. Um and so at at a certain point I've thought about not having social media just because I just just want to beat to myself but on the other side of the coin I do understand that I have potential with social media and that I can make money off of it and and I and I want to start uh putting more effort into my social media so I kind of decided I'm like I think uh, like about a year ago or half a year ago I kind of decided I'm like you know what let me put in more effort cuz that's when I was thinking of just getting rid of my social medias um mm-hmm. And, and I have a couple of friends who have no social media. And I'm like, and they don't care to have social media either. So I'm like, you know what? I kind of I kind of want to do that. But then I also understand. I'm like, I've I've built a following. Like, let me see, you know, where I can actually take this. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more active on social media and stuff like that. But as far as um, getting hit on and, and things like that, I actually, you'd be surprised. Uh, I don't get hit on on social media as as much as people would think i think um like of course you have the the guys who are just always like you look beautiful and it's like an ass picture <laughs> and i'm like you cannot see my face but okay <laughs> oh um, you know
1: <laughs> but funny.
0: but it's like i think every girl has has those guys in their DMs, like every single girl um but but i don't really get like creeps or anything like that I mean if if I do find a creep I my blog list is so long I just block people left and right like I, I I'm so quick to block people um if they are like maybe making inappropriate comments or just being creeps I'll just block um and and that's it like I'll never see them again but yeah I I, I don't really nothing aggressively you know um and then yeah. <laughs>
1: I I imagine those waters are are re- really weird and it's something as a guy that we really don't have to worry about. Even if the guy has, you know, a lot a lot of followers, the 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 way that they have to navigate social media is a lot different than what a, a girl does, and that's something I worry about for my daughters. Is like, mm-hmm. oh, like how how are they going to react? Like, because I, I can kind of see it like weighing on them. Like, you're obviously a little older and you grew up probably without social media. Um, but do you find yourself mm-hmm. like yeah. comparing yourself to other people or does it, does it feel draining on you? Do you like,
0: yeah, well, for me, um, I, I don't really think so. I think it starts with being very confident and securing who you are as a person and as a woman. Um, I, I think that's the first thing I've, I don't know if people are going to like but I'm about to say, but I think when like I, I like I've heard and seen people kind of say, they, like they had to block and follow certain people because they're mentals and they they consistently compare themselves to to these certain people. Um, or or they'll say how social media is like a bad tool or a bad influence because it allows you to compare yourself to all these people and mm. and people are posting the highlights of their life and that's unhealthy because it's not realistic and you know all these things, but. I just say if you're a confident person doesn't matter what or who is posting whatever. It it does not matter. You know, um, if you're confident and secure these like that's not going to face you. And I, I personally don't struggle with, with things like that. Like I don't look at somebody and, and think, wow, I I wish I was them or, you know, wow, they make me feel, you know, not confident. Um, no, I, I really don't struggle with that at all. But I think, um, it just really, it really, it's really important with how you grew up, and you know, and if you're confident, and then if you're secure within yourself, then nothing is really going to face you. Um, there's always going to be somebody prettier. There's always going to be somebody with a better body. There's all, like, it, like, there's always going to be somebody else, but if you know who you are, um, and you know that there's only one of you in the world, then, um, then I think you should be good. And I think, and I think for women, that is very important. I think, um, like you mentioned. The younger girls are growing up with like this expectation on social media and, you know, all these crazy things. So I I can see how our younger generation uh, might feel a little bit insecure about seeing all these women. But I just think that um, you just have to be confident in who you are and just understand that there's only one of you and that's it. So,
1: no, that's a good message. And that's something I can let my daughters listen to because sometimes I find like I can tell when they've been on social media too long and their their attitudes are a little Mm -hmm. different they're just moods sometimes like Mm -hmm. depending on what happens they'll you know we'll we'll remove the phone for a week or two and they're really mad at us like they hate our guts for like the first two days but then after that Mm -hmm. like after that those couple of days pass they're like a different person like the mood totally changes they're interacting with the family a little bit more um, they're just different. They become different human beings. But then, you know, we give them back the phone, and then like it kind of goes back into the routine. So it's I don't know. Yeah. It's It's a struggle for sure. And I'm just curious how you balance
0: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I I don't really deal with that. But I do have younger younger sisters too, um, and my mom doesn't really let them get on social media like that. For that very reason, um, she doesn't want them to. You know either get influenced or just see other girls doing different things. And I, and I think, uh, I just saw, now that we're talking about this, I saw a TikTok literally last night, um, about this. It was like a 12 year old and she was doing like a get ready with me. And it was her doing a makeup Mm. and she looked like she was like 22, um, Mm. doing her makeup and like, and, and I had to like go through the comments. I'm like, this girl cannot be 12. There's no way. I'm like, she's at least 21 and she, she was 12. Um, but it goes back to what you were saying. I mean, she's on social media, she's um, doing all these things, and, you know, there's nothing bad. I mean, if she wants to, you know, if, if her parents are okay with that, and if she's happy, with, which is what matters, but it just, again, goes to show that um, not everyone, like, if I, I can only imagine if that, I mean, that girl is, what, 12, and looking like she's she's older because she's influenced, because that is what everyone looks like, you know, with with the hair and the makeup, and it's super popular now to do Get Ready With Me, and you do all these things. Um, so I can see how it influences the, the younger girls to do the same thing, right? Um, and I think as as parents, you just kind of have to make sure that, that that's it. like like if that's what they're doing to make sure that it's like a healthy way they're doing it. And maybe maybe the girl is very confident, which is great. Um, but I can see how other um, younger girls maybe that affects them when they see like another twelve-year-old that looks <laughs> nothing like them, right? Um, and I, I can definitely see how that might get a little bit sticky
1: for sure. Uh, what does your, your diet look like? So you said you're, you know, you, you maintain a good diet. You've kind of maintained it since childhood. Do you, uh, do you venture off? Do you have like cheat days? What does it look like on a weekly basis?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I'm not like super strict, like I don't quote unquote restrict myself. Um, but I basically do intuitive eating. So if I'm hungry, I'll, I'll eat stuff. But what I mean by like, just having really good, healthy eating habits is um, number one, I don't really eat out a lot. Um, I will like, I can't remember the last time I had a water burger. I can't remember the last time I had like pizza.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I just, I just don't like to eat out, not because I'm restricting myself, but because I just genuinely don't like how it makes me feel. I, I didn't grow up eating out and eating at like these fast food restaurants. So something that I'm just, I just didn't carry that habit into adulthood. Um, And occasionally if I'm on a a crunch, then I will definitely stop by Chick-fil-A, but I'll get Mm. the salad. Like I'm always, I will always opt for the healthier choice wherever I'm at. I'll try my best. So I I actually go to Chick-fil-A frequently because I'm always like on a time crunch with like work and training and I'm like, I just need food in me. Um, but I always get the salad with the grilled nuggets and that's it. Like, that's what I always get. And it, to me, it's so good. I love the salad from Chick-fil-A is like the best. Um, but I I don't get anything else from there. Like I only go for the salads. Um, yeah. And so that, that that is what I mean by when I say, um, having like healthy eating habits, right. Um, choosing the healthier option, being conscious of what you're eating what you're putting, putting into your body. Um, and then when I am just at home, i I'm a big salmon eater. I eat a lot of salmon, a lot of rice, um, a lot of ch- just chicken and rice. i and I'm also very basic. Like if I can just have chicken and rice, chicken and salmon, I'm good. Like I don't want anything else like that those are my favorite things to eat. So I'm also just a very basic eater. Um, but and I'm not and and dur- during the weekend is when I'll kind of you know if I want some tacos or if I want something then i'll eat it but i I try to make it like just to make sure that i that i'm not eating like shit all day um not because i'm restricting myself but because it makes me feel so shitty and i'm like i ah, like every time i eat something i'm like oh i shouldn't have ate that like i like i feel so sluggish now i just i just don't like how it makes me feel so i've been craving pizza for the longest time but i always think oh my god if i eat pizza i'm gonna feel so sluggish and then my stomach's gonna hurt and then i'm going to break out cuz it has dairy like all these things right and i'm like mmm, never mind and then it makes me not want it anymore i'm like mmm, never mind um but i'm but i'm a huge snacker like that is what like if i'm going to eat something or i'm, I'm going to like eat something bad it would be like hot cheetos or be like oh, it would okay. be like the like i'm a big snacker because just that's just like i think i think most girls are big snackers that will like nibble at a lot of things all at once <laughs> um but that is what I had to kind of get get under control because a couple years ago, I kind of started snacking way too much. Like I would go and get a bunch of candy. I, I'd always have candy in my purse, snacks, chips, like cookies. <laughs> I always had like snacks and I wouldn't even have meals. I just, if I had a snack, I'm good. Um, and so I would just snack a lot. And I was like, oh, I need to, I really need to um, like stop. Um, and, I, and at the time, this is a couple years ago, I was I I noticed that I was breaking out a lot and I was like, hmm, I wonder what it could be. And I decided like doing some research and of course, like sugar is linked to breakouts and you know, I was eating all this candy and I was like, literally that's all it took for me to stop snacking that hard. Yeah. I read that and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I am, you know, stopping the consuming candy as much right away. So, now because it's 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 a habit that I've created over the past couple years, now I don't really crave candy anymore. I just, I, I'll eat, I'll nibble on it, but I, I don't really eat it as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my biggest thing is like the chips, the mm. hot Cheetos, like that is what I'm like. I need to stay away from that. Cause you know,
1: are you a gorger? Like, like once the food, like say you did get pizzas right now, are you good at like controlling yourself to like two or three slices or do you gorge?
0: It depends. It depends who I'm with. Like, if I am with my family and we're like eating pizza or tacos, I'll just I'll just eat everything <laughs> because you're just in family. You, you're you're comfortable. You're uh. just eating. Um, but if I'm by myself, um, it depends. It depends how hungry I am. Like to be honest, but I mean I, I could do both. I, I I can like limit myself because I'm like okay. If I know that if I eat the whole thing, I'm gonna feel like shit. But there's definitely been times where it's like 7 p.m. and like i'm just like at the house and i'm like you know what i'm gonna order x y and zi or <laughs> i'm gonna order a ticket. i'm gonna order this and that's when I'll, I'll eat everything and i'm like i'm gonna go to sleep and i'll wake up and i'll feel better tomorrow morning
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i am a. Gorger. yeah i can't control myself like if i keep the door shut i'm good but as soon as i crack the door open like all bets are off like if we go get pizza it's like Okay, this is gonna yeah. be, this is gonna be bad, and I'm gonna hurt for two days. Like, I can't control myself whatsoever. <laughs> That's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people are like that. Yeah, I I can do a little bit of both. It just really depends. Like, if I have a reason to control myself, then I will.
1: What's your like go to cheat meal? Like, like if you're going out and you're gonna fuck around and get the best food that you normally don't eat, what is your go to?
0: Um. <laughs> um... Uh, that's a good question i think for me mexican food will always do it Same. like like just like some like mean tacos some like beans some chips and guac like the whole thing i think some flautas like i'll order like a small quesadilla an yeah. order of flautas and then tacos so i can have all three <laughs> Fuck, like <yeah. laughs> that that's me yeah i i think i think a good like mexican like Meal like a mech just a bunch of Mexican food is is like probably my go to.
1: Is there a good place around Houston for that? Like I don't know of any good Mexican restaurants, like legit like um, traditional yeah like good traditional Mexican
0: see, food. That, see that's the thing I so when I first moved to Houston I asked like a couple of my acquaintances, acquaintances I asked them I was like hey do you know any really good uh, Mexican spots I'm craving some like authentic Mexican tacos yeah. and. They're like, yeah, you know, like go here. And, and and every time I would go, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you don't, you you don't get it. Like this isn't, this isn't authentic Mexican. Like I'm, you know, so I haven't really found a place where I'm like, Oh, this makes me feel like I'm at home. Um, but there is, I, so I live around like the Stafford area. So there's this restaurant called, um, uh, it's called Brenda's. And then, um, Mm. I think it's called my deals like restaurant. And it's like a Mexican restaurant, um, they're pretty good. Um, I really like the, the the food there, but it definitely doesn't compare to the tacos that I would get back at home in the Valley. It does not compare. The Valley has the best tacos. If you ever go to the Valley, oh, for, uh, sure. for whatever reason, like it literally there's a, an amazing taqueria like everywhere you go. Like you don't have to like hunt for one. You just go to a random one and you'll have the best tacos ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, those hole in the walls are the best. Have you tried Lupitas yeah. out of Houston? No, I, I have not. No, it's like the it's like one of the best in the area. I think like it's not it's not like authentic yeah. traditional, but it's pretty close. Like it's pretty close. Yeah, it's yeah. been in the family. Like the one family has owned it for like generations. They got like the same. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. There's a couple of locations now, but um, I forget where they're at. I'm, my I live in Angleton, which is like pretty far away from Houston, but um, mm-hmm. it's pretty traditional. It's pretty good. That's not too bad
0: yeah yeah i'll have to try it out for sure check it,
1: check it out well martha i know you had an appointment so we'll keep this uh short how can people follow you on social media and and, and uh follow your journey
0: so yeah you can find me on instagram at martha s xox and then i'm also on tiktok but i i like barely know how to use tiktok i'm like trying to learn how to use it um but it's the same thing martha as xox and yeah that's i mean those are my my two biggest i also have twitter but i don't really post anything on twitter fitness related so instagram would be the best thing you can um, use uh, as far as like following my fitness journey
1: cool well i had fun martha uh and i wish you success with the app launch and all that good stuff so i had fun talking to you
0: Thank you so much. It was great. It was a pleasure speaking with you.
1: All right. You have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.